everyone. This is another Mold Talks. Uh, thank you for joining us here. Um, I'm your host, Michael Rubino, author of The Mold Medic. And I have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Cassandra. And Cassandra, go ahead and introduce yourself and just kind of, you know, explain a little bit about who you are and, and um, why you're here. Um, yeah, I'm Cassandra. I live in the Southwest United States and um, I got sick in around 2018. I'm a mom of two and I am now diagnosed with a fungal disease, but definitely think that the mold had a part to play. Okay. And you just, you just had another baby. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank that you. That is awesome. Um, so, you know, obviously I want to really uh, acknowledge you and appreciate you for coming forward and, and sharing your story today. You know, the whole idea of Mold Talks is to kind of uh, empower others who may be facing similar challenges, going through something very similar to what you went through, and, and maybe they're not aware, you know, that their environment is at hand and at cause for yeah. it. So, Thank you so much for, you know, building up the courage to come on here today and, and, and share your story. Thank you. Um, I want to get right into it and, and, and ask questions that are really helpful, such as, you know, when did you first notice that you weren't feeling well? Um, well, in 2018, I was pregnant and, you know, it was all chalked up to like pregnancy symptoms, but it was just more than that. It was just headaches, grogginess um, lack of function, memory, just not there, you know, foggy pretty much. And even we used to have prior roommates and I remember my prior roommate used to get headaches all the time and would always have to take naps and do migraine, have migraines. And I don't remember her ever complaining about after she moved out. So, um, it was just very clear. It was probably the mold. Right. No, I, I understand. You know, and how did you, when, it, what happened or what, how did you first figure out that mold uh, was impacting your health? Um, well, when we ripped apart our kitchen, we were remodeling the house um, and we ripped apart the kitchen and we found it behind the people who had remodeled it didn't put, um, you know, you can get mold proof gypsum board for the um, I'm sorry, I'm not a builder, but uh, yeah, like the moisture resistant drywall. Yes, it was not moisture resistant. So you could just see all of the mold. They just had done it improperly. Yeah, now I see that a lot where, where improper uh, renovations, construction, et cetera, you know, can, can leave areas weak that uh, need to be strong, uh, with, especially with regards to water intrusion, moisture, et cetera. So you, uh, you, you uncovered it basically in a renovation completely by accident. And, Mm -hmm. um, what happened? Did you have like a mold remediator come in or, or. Um, we didn't, my husband is a builder and, um, you know, is pretty familiar with that stuff. So he just did it himself, but, um, like kitchen and did it properly because he builds houses for a living. Awesome. So he was able to kind of locate the issue, um, you know, find the, find the right information of how to deal with it properly. And uh, he took care of it. Yeah. Um, we decided to do hydrogen peroxide instead of bleach because that's what we had read that. Oh, it's bleach- a fantastic choice. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's really good. I'm glad you guys did that. And, um, you know, about how long was that, was that mold festering behind the wall before you guys actually did the renovation? So how we long were you actually house. exposed to it? The house was owned for six years before we ripped apart the kitchen. So you had all that exposure for six years, your health was declining. Um, yeah. And finally you found it. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, a lot of my clients, they'll tell me they go from doctor to doctor, sometimes doctor to doctor and doctor to doctor before they finally find someone who suggests to check their air quality. It sounds like you, you, you may have stumbled on this on your own. Did you have any doctors that were in the mix? doctor to doctor so you know it was like a confirmation when we found it I don't think you know I haven't talked to a doctor about it but I'm pretty sure it played a part but um no we I had been going to doctor to doctor they had said I it was your it's your asthma it's just your pregnancy your asthma gets worse it's your um and then when it moved uh more symptoms moved to like my stomach I couldn't eat I couldn't I couldn't gain weight. I wasn't, um, holding food down very well. There was a point where I was eating like 200 calories a day. Um, you know, it's just chalk it up to a virus. Um, so it just kept getting blamed on other stuff. And then finally, um, right before I gave birth, I got diagnosed with meningitis and another fungal disease and, you know, postpartum, we, had the money and I was able to live with my aunt with the baby. And that's when we decided to remodel the kitchen, take advantage of that time. And that's when we found all the black mold. And in my mind, it was like, Oh, I had been lowering my immune system that whole time. Wow. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's so frustrating to go from doctor to doctor being misdiagnosed. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you did decide to do that renovation and find it. Um, you know, without doctor's helps, because obviously, uh, you know, at that point you had to be your own advocate for, you know, your health. And, um, yeah, it's very frustrating. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many stories that I hear where yeah, you're going to doctors, you're getting misdiagnosed. Um, they're not even checking or thinking to check about air quality. And for me, it's so frustrating because you know, air is one of the most important parts of our environment. I mean, the air that we breathe, really impacts our health. You know, there's genetics, there's the environment, there's predispositions. Um, and and, and I, just far too often do we not look at the environment as part of, of this process. So and I'm a glad lot you of found it. Stories I see are just, it's always blamed as a virus. And it's like, there's so many other pathogens in the world to like look at yeah. for, you know, your lungs. And like you said, air quality, there's mold and yeast and fungus. So yeah, it is. And even viruses, they, most viruses transmit through the air, right? So the air mm -hmm. is, is a very important part of, of our world, you know? And um, so it, it's, it's baffling to me how more doctors aren't saying, hey, let's look at the genetics piece. Let's also look at any predispositions. Let's also look at the environment, you know? It's, environment. To me, it's, it's, it's a no brainer. Um, so tell me, what were some of your symptoms? Um, definitely. I mean, mine progressed because I did get a, another fungal disease, which I think, cause my immune system was lowered by the black mold. Um, we have Valley fever here in the Southwest. So I contracted that. It's also a lung 
fungus. Um, but before that, even like I said, the roommate who had lived with us prior, it was just always migraine in the afternoon, foggy head, tired, struggle keeping on weight, just kind of like, you know, things that you would just push aside when you're young, like stress or whatever you think it would be. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And, and, and it's, it's very common, the symptoms that you mentioned, um, you know, a lot of people talk about with, with respects to mold exposure. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I, and I know that it's frustrating when you're going through that, especially at the time um, for, you know, people not to uh, suggest air quality at that point in time, which, you know, could have helped you suffer less than six years, you know, throughout that time. Yeah. But, you or know, I don't know if, you know, I would have been so immune compromised. Maybe I would have never gotten that other fungal disease if I would have known or had true. a clean environment. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I think that's a big part of why we're doing this here today. Why we're here today is to kind of, you know, help people uh, maybe connect some dots and uh, get the help they need so that they could, you know, uh, really find that answer faster. Um, so thank you very much for, for being vulnerable today and sharing your story. Um, I want to know, you know, how did mold impact your life in terms of your daily activities? Um, I mean, I used to just work three, like, cause I lived in a different house before and I used to just work three jobs, um, super active. I don't, I never drove. I, um, didn't have a license. So I would skateboard and bicycle and really just was a very, very active person. Um, and it, it declined, you know, it got harder and harder to be on top and juggle a million things and be really active. And I find myself taking Ubers more and not riding my bike and asking for rides. And it just, I would get more tired and less active as time went on. Yeah. I'm sorry you went through that. I know that's frustrating. Um, you know, do you remember the worst day that you've ever had to experience in dealing with this illness? Um, well, I mean, the days when you get the migraine headaches are the worst, like, cause I would, they would be spontaneous, but yeah, just awful, awful headaches where you just be in bed all day, waste, waste your life away. And, you know. Sometimes ibuprofen wouldn't cut it and just dark room, ice. So, and I remember my roommate would spend days like that too. Um, those were probably the worst days. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so with you, there was no like iconic worst day. It was just basically any day that you had a headache um, it, in, in that migraine debilitating manner where you're stuck in bed all day. You know, that, those are those are you would categorize together as like the worst days. Yeah, because it interrupted my life and the pain was horrible and I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, you chalk it up to hormonal. Like once I found the mold, it's like a light bulb goes off and you're like, oh, yeah. Because well, the whole time when you're just wondering what's wrong with you, it's pretty frustrating. Yeah, no, I, I, I can imagine that. And you know, I, I know that that light bulb moment can be, you know, upsetting and exciting at the same time, upsetting because, you know, now it has to be dealt with, which it sounds like you guys were prepared to do. So that was good. 
but it, you know, exciting because you're like, okay, now I know what's wrong. Now I can fix it. Now I can do something about it. And look out um, for it again, you know, like, and look, yeah. And educate yourself to avoid it and look out for it and, and keep away from it, which is, you know, is key as well. When did you start to feel better? Well, I mean, even the psychological knowing that my husband had redone the kitchen and had ripped out all the mold was felt made me feel better. I don't know if, you know, just the psychological of knowing it's gone. Um, but yeah, when I moved back into my house after they had remodeled and re-gutted everything, I, I did feel like I felt slightly better. I mean, I am on, um, antifungal medication, but. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a journey, right? It's a road to recovery. Um, you know, it's, and that's why I say, when did you start to feel better? Because for some, you know, it, in the, in the time that I'm talking, unless it's been many years ago, you know, there, there can be a, a while as you're detoxifying and your body kind of adjusts, um, and, and the environment's no longer impacting you and things like that. But uh, yeah. no, that's good. So you started to feel it as soon as you moved back in, it kind of started. Yeah. I would say functional, maybe not completely better. I've gotten better and better as I go on, but, um, and I also did extreme diet changes. I try to stay away from sugar. Yeah. It's a holistic approach. It's about improving your environment, improving your diet, you know, what, what goes into the body, whether, you know, you involuntarily eat it or breathe it, you know, is, is, is important. Right. So um, I, I think that's, it's kind of that holistic approach. And, and I'm glad that you kind of looked and changed as much as you could um, in terms of fixing the environment and then also, you know, getting the diet. So, yeah, it's been a journey, but I mean, I would say, after I moved back in, it took around like six months for me to feel like I would say there's a versus better versus functional and right. maybe six better to feel more functional. Awesome. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're doing better. And that's, that's the good point uh, of this story is that something can be done about it. You can take control back over your life and start to feel better. What would you recommend to others who are facing similar challenges? Um, ask so many questions and do your own, um, I guess, research on your local mold and diseases. Cause you know, after this happened, I, you know, I'm from Minnesota and I looked up and saw that there's like, um, blasto and here there's Valley fever and there's just so many other, you know, fungus and mold diseases and so just, you know, be aware of the different things in your environment that can affect you, I guess. No, it's great advice. You know, being, being aware of your surroundings is important. You know, it's kind of when I do remediation, it's kind of similar. You have to understand like what's going on outside around you. And some geographical <laughs> locations, you may have one specific species more prevalent than others. And you don't get that same. It's 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 never exactly the same. So it's very good advice to to look at your environment, see what what's what's going on in the area around you, so that you can be better prepared to make good decisions. Just keep asking doctors until one will listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I think you know if if it, if you're with a doctor and they're dismissing what, how you feel, right? Uh, 
as a, you know, as a psychological effect, um, you know, get a second opinion, of course. Right. I mean, is there, is there times where there could be psychological issues? Of course, but that shouldn't be the first determination. It should be, you know, did you check your environment? What are you, you know, how are you eating? What's your diet look like? You know, what's your blood work look like? What's your urine work look like? I mean, we should be doing diagnostics, um, not just right off the bat saying, you know, this is psychological, which, you know, we don't want to be written off as crazy um, when we're trying to express how we feel and asking for help. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. That's, that's a really good tip as well. And so Cassandra, um, is there any last words that you have for, for guests who are listening? Um, yeah, I guess if you rent or even buy a house, you know, just look at the bones. I wish we would have, um, just, you know, look at the bones of the house and make sure your landlord or you can make sure that the building is good, I guess. Cause yeah, there's hidden, hidden enemies. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Cassandra. Thanks for helping me raise the volume on such an important topic you know, thank you so much for, for being vulnerable, for, for getting on with me and sharing your story. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite certain that it's going to help others who may be experiencing similar issues. Thank you so much, Cassandra, and I, I wish you well. 